All right, yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under the Influence. I'm your host, Martez. Um, follow me on Instagram, Martez underscore for show. That's F-A-S-H-O. Man, my last couple episodes been with like a couple creatives, uh, people that's doing photography, videography. And today I got my man's Austin G. Morgan in the building. What's up, Austin? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm, I'm proud of all your success so far, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It ain't, it ain't been easy, but, it, you know, it definitely means a lot for, you know, black people to support each other and to uh, to be happy for one another, you know, definitely. no matter what they do. So, man, New Year just passed, man. You say any New Year's resolutions? I mean, to be honest, so my new year really don't start for me into the spring. So, like, I'm still in grind season right now. Okay. Um, but I guess if I had, like, New Year's resolutions, it's really just to to just make 2019 a game changer completely. Okay. Like, on all aspects, like mentally, physically, spiritually, okay. emotionally, all of that, financially for sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they set resolutions and they, they, they don't think about the first thing they want to do, and which is great, they go straight to, like, they, their health, which is awesome. But it's like... Your health should be, you know what I'm saying, ground zero. That should be the first thing you want to do before the new year. Right. You know what I'm saying? But oftentimes people have like something crazy happening in life. You get diagnosed with cancer or you mm-hmm. find that you're obese or whatever the case may be. So it, it everybody's like, oh, yeah, new new year, I want to start working out. But they got to think about it's other ways. Like, you, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, you got to have a plan for all that. So it's like, right. you know what I'm saying, to set yourself up for the new year is is crucial and important so absolutely that's what's up man that's what's up i heard yeah i mean before we got started you kind of briefly told me about you know how you spent your new years you know <laughs> you, you kind of yeah. spent your new years under the influence which is cool yeah, but, you yeah. Know, you it, know. it wasn't my uh my exact plan to do that i mean to be honest i i don't really have too much fun often and everything because right. i'm always like working or thinking right. about something like the next moves yeah and sometimes it's good to like just take a break and just you know, have some fun. Yeah, you need somebody. Yeah, you need you. People don't 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 take enough time for self care, and self care doesn't necessarily always have to be going to the gym, or it doesn't necessarily have to always be turning up a liquor bottle. But right. if your self care is always really taking care of business and doing what you got to do, mm-hmm. and now you want to do the opposite, and now you want to turn up the bottle a little bit, then that can be your form of self care. You know what right. I'm saying? So every now and then you got to find that perfect balance. So. I mean, hey, man, turn loose, be under the influence. This is knowledge <laughs> under the influence. It wouldn't be right if we was. What you doing to prepare yourself for Black History Month? It's coming up, and a lot of people don't it really, is. you know what I'm saying, acknowledge it. As as African Americans, I think we should mm-hmm. celebrate it and, and brush up on our history. You doing anything to, like, prepare yourself for it? Or? I mean, to be honest, like, so every... During every Black History Month, well, I, I personally believe that Black History should just be celebrated every, every single month. Exactly. Agreed. But then, like Black History Month specifically, it should be like heightened and everything, whatever, because they consider it as like something that's national, where it's recognized by society in general. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best time to brush up on all of the pioneers and right. the activists and the civil rights leaders who right. actually paved the way and made a difference for us to be doing what it is that we're doing right exactly. now. Yeah. And you know, just paving the way, being inventors and architects and, you know, things of that nature. Like it's it's great to know that we as we as a black race and black black people and everything, we are so dynamic, so mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. And if we really learn to tap into that as a race of people, mm-hmm. unstoppable. I agree. I agree. And that's so huge. It's like we got we have to celebrate black history. Like you said, I feel like every month we should celebrate it because it's like mm-hmm. we get one month. We deserve way more than one month because 
African-Americans contributed to a lot of inventions, a lot oh, of yeah. things that are happening today, segregation being ended and, and us coming together like Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech, you know, Malcolm mm-hmm. X, Black Panther. Every, they contributed so much to what we have today. A month is not enough. Right. It's not enough to be like, oh, yeah, you guys get 28. And then the shortest month, which we all know, like that's usually what, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, that they gave us February, the shortest month. So Not surprised. Like, yeah, you got you to stay current with that the crazy thing about that is and i'm i'm no better than anybody but it's crazy because i was playing heads up with my family okay and we went to black history so you 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 go to black history you like shit i'm black i got this there's no way (laughs) i'm not gonna know what if they ask me i'm gonna i'm not gonna know who it is right Man, struggle. I'm telling you, go go next time you play heads up. If you play or anybody listen, play heads up. Go to the Black History uh category, and I get, you're gonna be lost. It's because it's we we know the 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 forefront that everybody talk about the the Martin Luther King, you Rose know Pars. Rosa Parks. That's we know all that, but there's so many more people that mm-hmm. has something to do with Black History in this movement that that aren't given credit. Right. Rosa Parks wasn't the only one that that fought back. Martin Luther King wasn't the only one that fought back. Mm-hmm. But these are the 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 ones who have that. The, the main face of black history, but it's way deeper, way deeper, way, way more deeper. people. You know what I'm saying? And you think about like Madam C.J. Walker and they're like, oh, yeah, she, you know what I'm saying? She was one of the women that, you know, came up with the depressing comb and hair care products. And it's like she wasn't the only one. She right. It was another African-American woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. other people. So we definitely have to brush up on our history and do better because it's like it's, it's our history. It's, it's what's pumping in our veins. It's why we are who we are today, like you said. Exactly. So, I mean... Everybody who listening, you gotta whether you're black or white. I mean, brush up on your black history because it's important, and, and pay homage in any way, shape, or form. If you could learn something, learn something, and then you know teach somebody, especially our youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't forget. Hey, when you was uh, when you was growing up, like uh, where'd you grow up? At matter of fact, oh, uh, west side of Detroit. West side, yeah. Uh, not the east side, because I was about to say the east side is terrible. Which ain't nothing wrong with the east. <laughs> I mean, ain't, ain't anybody that's from the east side that's listening. I mean, but it's kind of terrible. That's crazy. That's funny. And it ain't funny because it's crazy. I'd be on the east side and I'd be like, yep, I'm, I know my car. I'm not getting no gas. I'm not stopping at this stop sign. I'm running yeah. this line. Ain't no cops over here. Fuck, it's like all abandoned buildings. The gas station dude ain't even in there. He got a closed sign on there, but it stay 24 hours. Like, he ain't mm-hmm. fucking around. It's crazy. So I don't really fuck with the east side. But shout out to anybody that's from the east side. When you was growing up, what was the craziest thing you believed as a child? Craziest thing? Like, like in general? Yeah, craziest thing you believed as a child. Oh man, that's a good one. <laughs> I know it is. I mean, because like when you when you're younger and everything, you have so many things like fed into you, like based on tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I mean, quite a few things like you know, small stuff like two fairies, Santa mm-hmm. Claus, all that yeah, good yeah. stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, let me see. So the craziest thing I I never forget this as long as I live. This is gonna be real crazy. So I had a homeboy that I used to be real real cool with. And there was a, um, there was like these candies for like Valentine's Day or something like that and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was, he, we was like seven or eight years old and mm-hmm. everything. I don't know why I believed him, but like, it was some real, <laughs> it was asinine, bro. Like, what? so it was like these little Valentine candies and everything when they like said like certain things on them. Uh-huh. And my man was telling me, he was like, yeah, man. He was like, if you eat too many of these, like your stomach would like start burning. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you <laughs> The inner line of your stomach would like mess up and everything. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, like I don't believe that and everything. Yeah. He was like, no, nah, it will. Like it happened to me. I'm like, what you mean it happened to you? He's like whole time. He How playing. old were you, bro? I was like seven or eight when this happened. <laughs> I never forget. We was in my, bro. We was in my grandma's van and everything. She had picked us up from school, and we was waiting on somebody else because she used to like 
babysit everybody and stuff. So mm-hmm. we was we was sitting around, and I never forget, like, we were sitting in the back, and he was like, yeah, like, you just can't eat too many of these and everything. It's like, it's going to burn a hole in your stomach and mm-hmm. everything. And I'm like, and, like, ever since, like, for, like, two years, I did not eat, like, no candy or nothing like that because I was scarred behind that. That's crazy. Like, I was... I was naive as hell. That's crazy. I always ask a lot of people that question too. Like, because it's like when you was a youth, it was like your youth and your childhood kind of pretty much, I mean, it did shape who you are today. But that's one of the questions I ask a lot of people because it's like I I hear people come from different backgrounds of life and different walks of life and religious backgrounds and they've transitioned. But it's like when you hear like what people believed as a child, the craziest thing, they have to think and they're like, damn, I never even thought about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, damn, I don't believe, I don't believe that I, I believe that. Like I thought that shit was real. Like, that, right. you know what I'm saying? But when you, you know, you're not asked that question every day. Just like our youth, we don't ask them every day. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do mm-hmm. you want to do? You know what I'm saying? And I think that's huge. I think we should, but that's why I kind of revert back to like, what did you believe as a youth? And then, Go for it from there, cause then it kind of make me know, like, okay, well, shit. If you believe that as a youth, hopefully your mind didn't change since then. <laughs> right, some type of development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you was a child, what did you aspire to be, though? Like growing up. So the very first thing that I always aspired to be, ironically enough, was a meteorologist. Like, it was crazy because what I was the fuck always was you watching Meteor Man. No, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, like. I was like infatuated with with the weather uh-huh. and everything, but I was scared as well. Like, okay, okay. I used to like be hella scared of like tornadoes, thunderstorms, yeah. like all of that stuff and everything. I would yeah. stay in the house, and then at the same time, I liked the fact that being able to control or be able to tell people what weather was coming and everything, like being aware. I've always liked that, and I never forget. Uh, my dad had took me down to the Channel Four uh, news station, mm-hmm. like when I was like six. Cause like we did it like a little piece for like um, the we did it like a weather piece mm-hmm. and for some reason um, we submitted a tape. I never heard anything from anybody though, so I was just like, okay, well, it is what it is. And then outside of that, it was like being an actor too, or whatnot. Cause like ever since I was a child, I've loved movies. Okay, like loved movies to this day. Yeah. I still love movies. Yeah, you know, so chestnut yeah. more chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> You funny. We got more chestnut in the building. Hey, when y'all see, when y'all oh, see, man. if y'all y'all listening, but when y'all see the picture and y'all y'all, I'm I'm gonna do a side by side comparison. I already know Austin got one out there, but I'm gonna put it on my <laughs> page too because we got young chestnut in the building. So <laughs> you wanted to be an actor, see you 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 start taking on that role and you start looking like your actor, see right? See, That's like, what it seems like. Well, you know, because you know they say like relationships when you're in a relationship for so long, they're like y'all two looking like that's because you've mm-hmm. been together so long. So that yeah. shit happened. You used to fuck with more chestnut like that was your idol. <laughs> Growing up, your little black ass turned out to look like him. <laughs> so ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. I've been getting that for like eight years. Damn. Yeah, eight, nine years now that I look like more chestnut. Which crazy, I don't know, because I seen your uh, 2009 to now picture. You hey. look like Professor Clark. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me just say this. So I was short and stocky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Oh, I couldn't tell if you were so, sure. I just seen the picture of you. I'm telling you, bro. Like, That's that's why like it looked like that mm-hmm. because I probably was like 5'4 at mm-hmm. the time. Like I'm 6 feet, like 6'1 now okay. and everything. And like I just, everything just evened out. Right. But when I was younger, because I was shorter, like the weight was just like everywhere. It was proportioned, uh-huh. but it was everywhere. So like okay. you can see it on my face. Okay. Yeah, it was. 
Thank God for the glow up. You know, I'm I just said, saying. Man. I saw that. You know, to the, everybody started. That was the movement. Everybody started doing that, and I was like, yeah. I mean, shit. I, I would have did it, but I'm not. I, I usually don't do that. I didn't really change. I mean, I got dreads and probably still the same fucking height. Got a little mm. bit of face hair, but it's patchy. So I don't really <laughs> fuck you. But I don't really. I, I <laughs> Listen, you got more face hair than I do. Listen, I bet shit. I be just letting this shit grow, and you gotta. Never mind. I can't set it on here, but you gotta do some <laughs> shit. You gotta do some nasty shit. Just know that. I'm Facts. talking about let it sit on your face sometimes. Oh man, you just gotta let it. Just after you're done, just let it just, just sit lay there. It. Just let just, just hibernate. Don't even wash your face. Just just don't even wash your face. Just, just, just <laughs> like yeah, you just gotta rub it in. Yeah, rub it yeah. in. Hey, shout out to uh, shout out to Kalik with Think Detroit. Um, for letting us use this co-working space, let's just get that out of the way. I, I'm I, I'm sorry for not even saying that at the beginning. Um, we are here in Detroit, Durfee Middle School. Yes, yes, um, sir. Great co-working space. Great people out here, man. If you need a co-working space, man, check out Think Detroit. Um, Khalid Jones on Instagram, man. Shout out to Khalid. The, he got a nice little beer sitting here with us. Um, beer gang, beer strong gang. over here, man. But what you Showing uh up. right now, man? It's 2019, man. A lot of people are like, you know, what I'm saying, big things are happening. I think as we move forward in life, and every year that comes, I think we are better in ourselves as people. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving closer to like that entrepreneurship movement and and trying to own our own business. Um, what are you most excited about right now in your life? To be honest. I'm more. I'm most excited about not letting fear control me. Okay. How how does fear control you? So a lot of times we have these aspirations, we have these dreams and these goals that we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get in our own way right. and we let fear sink in. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a spiritual man right. and everything, like I believe in faith over fear. Right. Like that's kind of been my motto for all of 2019: faith okay. over fear. Because like. For example, in the word, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So what that means is faith is something that it's like faith is pretty much acting on what you heard from God. Okay. And if you can hear from God consistently, you know, the things that that are being fed into your mind that you observe on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you ended up absorbing those things. Okay. And from there... It changes your mindset. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you ultimately act. And, like, it controls, like, what comes out of your mouth and everything. Like, I don't really like to say anything negative around me. Okay. Because words are carriers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And what you decide to say, you don't, like, you don't know the effect that it could have Mm -hmm. on, like, your life or the lives of people around you. Mm -hmm. Because the people that are connected around you, you know, can either be a blessing or a curse to you. Right. And whatnot. So I think for me, like just not letting fear control like my outcomes and okay. like understanding that failure is a part of success. Right. Um, and with that, I know that fear can never like control my life again. Okay. I can like do whatever I want to. Yeah. Like in his word, he said that I can do all things mm-hmm. through Christ, which yeah. strengthens me. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And yeah. so with that being said, I just it's faith over fear. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, that's it's crazy because a lot of people don't they a lot of people let their their fears or their 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 failure and their lack of um, consistency, you know, what I'm saying control their life or they sometimes they'll like try to down somebody else who is doing good because they couldn't do it or because they were doing something and, and stop doing it. So they like to to bring others down with them. And, yep. you know, a lot of times fear fear is like the ultimate like destroy your dreams and 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 everything like possibilities because it's like 
you're so scared to do something. You're scared of rejection. You're scared of of, of the outcome because you don't know what's on the other side. You're mm-hmm. scared of people judging you. You're scared. Like fear controls a lot of people's lives. So when you remove fear from the equation, then you start to progress and you start to reach heights that you never thought you'd reach. So I mean, that's that's deep. Like that's huge because fear fear controls a lot of people. Whether it's in a, a relationship. Totally. Business. I mean, it it really is the the center of of, of bullshit. So yeah, I mean that that's that's definitely something to be excited about. You know, doing doing that because I I realize, man, like fear paralyzes you. It paralyzes your state of mind. Mm-hmm. It paralyzes the actions that you produce. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself being insane. You know, yeah. insanity is like when you're doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. But expecting a different result, yeah. it's not going to happen yeah, because yeah. you won't even step out of your own comfort zone. Right. You won't step outside of the box to be able to make that happen and whatnot. And it's important that you know if you have all of these dreams, you have all these aspirations, you believe wholeheartedly that it can happen, mm-hmm. but you're scared to put yourself out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you you'll never really get anywhere. That's just being honest yeah. and whatnot. And that's something that I literally had to struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, what I realized though was just Either I'm gonna make it or I'm not. But, but, fe- but what was the fear? The fear of what? Like, what were you fe- fear of what? Fear of failure. Okay, was probably the number one. The fear, the fear of failure. But more importantly, I think it's just fear of letting myself down. And when I, if that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because sometimes we can have all these dreams and aspirations, and if we think that we're not ready, not knowing that God will make us ready. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things that I that I hear all the time is that. God doesn't call the qualified. He call he qualifies the call. There you go, yep. You know what I'm saying? Like many are called but few are chosen. Right. You know, and with that being said, you just have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You keep that positive impact in your mind and then you rest in that and you just take things a day at a time. Yeah. Like I think a lot of times in society now Everybody's trying to rush everything yeah. instead of like letting God build and like build that foundation, right, and yeah, yeah, being yeah. able to set the tone and the standard, breaking those generational curses and everything. So yeah, I mean yeah, so I mean I, I, that that's huge. So I um I've been I've been following you, you know, obviously on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and I see you doing a lot. Uh, one thing I, I I do, AGM Productions. Wait, what? So you're Austin G. Moore. What does the G stand for? If you don't mind me asking. So. The G initially is for my middle name, Graham. Okay. So I used to get a lot of like slack for it when people used to find out what it was, especially when I was younger because yeah. I was bigger and everything. So I had a cousin. Well, I have a cousin who used to call me Teddy Graham all the time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like Graham Cracker or whatever. Uh, but to be honest, I got it from my granddad who I never got the chance to meet. But okay. my mom and my aunt, they always say that I act just like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his middle name was Graham okay. as well. So my mom, she just passed that on down to me. Um, but to be honest, I had to change AGM Productions, like what the AGM stood for, because I didn't want it to just be all about me. Like okay. I, I want to build an empire with this, and right, you know, right. set a proper foundation for people within the black community and just within my family itself. Mm-hmm. So um, I literally, well, with the help of God, of course, because I was at Planet Fitness one day and like I was on a treadmill. It sounds crazy, but like God gave me a vision on like what it was to stand for because I was asking like I want to do something different mm-hmm. and he was like write this down so I wrote it in my notes Shut up. I'm for real bro like I can't make this up and 
shout out to my lady as well because I sent it to her and everything. Like I wrote the stuff down, she helped me put it together, okay. and I created a slogan out of it. Yeah. So AGM Productions is pretty much a godly manifestation Ooh, I producing a great masterpiece. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just, man. Obviously, I mean, I thought it was just like your first, middle, and last name. I didn't know that. Damn, that's deep. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, what I at the end of the day, because I'm such a spiritual man of God and everything, mm-hmm. everything that I do has to be God ordained, right? In yeah. order for Him to bless it, right? There you go. You know what I'm saying? And if I if I can keep Him first on all aspects. I would never fail in my business. And that helps with that fear of like failure and all of that stuff because I know that God is going to allow me to be successful Yeah, because I'm choosing to put him first. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's what that AGM stands for. Mm -hmm. How long you been doing photography? (sighs) Man, like I probably now, I'm about to be 26, so 14 years. Who influenced you or what influenced you to get into it? My dad. Your pops. Period. Like, my dad, this year, it'll be 40 years this man has been doing photography. God damn, how old is he? 48? Nah, man. My dad, he's, he's about to be, let me see, we, I gotta do the quick math here. Let me carry the one. It ain't gonna be quick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he about to be 58 this year, I okay, believe. Okay, 58. Yeah, we 32 years apart, so okay. he about to be 58. But he told me, i never forget, we had a conversation years ago, mm-hmm. and he said the very first time he picked up a camera, he fell in love with it. Like okay. being able to create like moments for people, mm-hmm. you know, all across the world and uh, or just anybody that he encountered. Mm-hmm. And my goal is just to take that with AGM Productions to the next level yeah, and to be able to do what he couldn't do necessarily. Right. Which is really build a foundation on this, really market it correctly mm-hmm. and really just try to make people happy and create beautiful memories and moments. Yeah. So that's something that they can remember for like the rest of their lives. Yeah. Damn. So your pops and shout out to shout out what, what's your pop's name? Uh Anthony Morgan. Shout out to Pops Anthony Morgan <laughs> for creating Austin and getting them into photography because yeah. that's huge. I mean a lot of times too, like like I said, like as a youth, like a lot of parents don't understand that what kids often mimic what you do because they mimic what they see. Mm-hmm. And it's like you got to watch what you do when you say around your children. I don't care if they're two, three years old. Right. Their brains are really like sponges. They pick that shit up and they say the shit later. And like, where'd you learn that? Uh, probably from you. Like, <laughs> right. I'm telling you, like, I, I'll see, like, I'm saying my nieces and nephews. And it's like, they regurgitate some shit. And I'm like. Oh, didn't really? even know you was listening. Right. Yeah. Like, but and, and they have great memories and they, they'll say something. It's like they, they, they're you see these children getting taught English, Spanish, French when they're young and they have their bilingual, trilingual. And, and it starts as youth. They start. You know, what I'm saying when you become a, a hip hop dancer, they start from when they was, you know, what I'm saying real young or mm-hmm. they see somebody with a camera. They pick up the camera and they start acting like they're, you know, what I'm saying they mimicking what you do and you know what I'm saying how you do it. So. That's just huge, you know what I'm saying? We got to pay attention to what we do, so. And and, it, and it's so funny because my dad always taught me, well, he always told me, he said, I never necessarily wanted you to do exactly what I did, uh-huh. but just to know that this is something that you can fall back on. Right, So, right. like, ever since I was 12, we started, like, taking it more serious. Like, I started going to, like, weddings with him, okay. like, photo shoots. Like, he would have, like, models over, like, where he would do different work, and he would have me, like, help out. Yeah. And... Back then, because of, like, how I looked and how I felt about myself, you mm-hmm. know, I wasn't as confident. 
But over time, it helped me with my confidence. You and start now, walking around that bitch with your shirt off like, Dad, what you need? I got, you'll be picking some shit up for me. You know what I'm saying? I was an oil man, you feel me? <laughs> you know, I hear spraying them down, oiling them up, you know, at a young age. I'm like, all right, pops. All right. I see what you're doing out right. here, man. No, that's huge. I mean, for him to get you involved in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Start shaping and molding you into, you know what I'm saying, creating this, this, uh, these thoughts in your head. And it's like, damn, I've been doing this so long. Shit, I could, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you start loving it. You start being exposed to it and, and, and being around it so much that you just naturally like, fuck it. I'm going to pick up a camera and do the same thing. Exactly. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. So I've been doing it professionally on my own since I want to say 2016. No, 2017. Okay. Like April of 2017, I never forget one day I had a conversation with my lady and I was just like, ah, I don't know if I should like get out there and just like do it. Mm-hmm. And prior to prior to that conversation in January, I made my first actual investment in myself and I was buying a, the camera that I currently have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was I bought a camera. It came with two lenses. Well, it came with one lens. My dad gave me another one just because. Yeah. And then. One of my best friends, his homeboy, well, his brother really gave me some lighting equipment. So that's all I had to start with. Mm -hmm. And then my day, like over time, he just kept like buying me certain things, like kind of investing into what it is that I was doing because he saw the potential. He still sees the vision. He sees what I'm producing these days. And he's just like, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't want you to like ask me for money and everything. Like, I will give you the tools where you can make your own money. Right. Yeah. And that's. That's probably one of the most respected things that I can, like, acquire from my dad because it's like I'm glad that, you know, he's teaching me that or he taught me that I don't have to ask him for anything. I can go out there and make it on my own, Mm -hmm. but give me the resources to be able to make it on my own. Right. You know, so that way it makes me become a man. Yeah. More of a man, I should say. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. I can't really think of the, the quote off the top of my head, but it's something about you teach a man to fish and something, and he'll eat and all that other shit. But yeah, it's I think it's you give a man a fish, he eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he eat for a lifetime or right. feed for a yeah, lifetime, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's, it's the same concept, like, mm-hmm. and that's good. You know, it's important that you have like that. You know, what I'm saying your pops in your life because he gets to. Like he said, like teach you everything that he, you know, what I'm saying, didn't do or couldn't do or 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 didn't get a chance or he already failed doing this and learned, but he learned later in life because he had to do this. Now he can help you kind of get around those roadblocks right. early on. So, yeah, when it comes to like the professional world and like being creative and everything, mm-hmm. like that's that's where he comes in. When it comes to like my work ethic and like you know, being a gentleman and everything, that's mm-hmm. that's where mom's coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I always said that my mom's taught me how to be a gentleman pop showed me. There you go. You know what I'm saying? There so, you go. Yeah. Because, like, I need somebody to show me, too. You know, right. I need to make sure because my mom, you know, she she going to make sure that she's treated right. Right. Period. Yeah. And she instilled that in me to make sure you always treat a woman right. Like, no matter how she treats you, you treat her right. Yeah. And if, if the girl don't like it or whatever, hey, on to the next. There you go. Yeah, out of my control. Oh, man, you, know? you got some solid parents, period. Like, but yeah. you, I mean, you can only I can tell because it's like your demeanor and the way you carry yourself. Like, I can tell like you grow with a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It shows, and you know what I'm saying. Having that, um, that solid foundation with your parents and the good, great relationship with God. Like, I mean, that's what kind of helps shape and mold you into Austin G. Morgan. But um, I'm telling you, man. Like, if it if it wasn't for God, man, like I, I wouldn't be here. Like. 
doing this interview with you right now, bro. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially after that uh New Year's episode that you had. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look, um, but like what doing you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, like I said, like you you said you 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 were scared and fear of failure, but how do you stay motivated or what influences you to keep going and not give up? Because a lot of people, like we were saying, like when they not doing well or they don't, they can, they lack consistency and then they turn around and they stop. So what like influence you to keep going? Um, quite a few things to be honest. I mean, always first thing going to be God because at the end of the day, I know the God that I serve has unlimited resources. He, <clears throat> he loves me for everything that I am good mm-hmm. or bad and ugly worse and all that stuff. So as long as I keep him first, I know that there are certain promises attached to what it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I make sure I keep that in mind. Uh, family is a big thing for me. Yeah. Like I have so many little cousins, female and male, that like look up to me. Right. You know, they see what it is that I'm out here doing and they're impacted by it. Mm-hmm. And so I realize that if I want to break the generational curse in my family. Yes, yes. I have somebody has to be the one to do it. So yes. I figure why not me? Yeah. You know, and. You know, on top of that, like, you know, I got my lady and everything, whatever, who has been, to be honest, like, we have our moments, but for the most part, she has been one of the top motivators Mm -hmm. for a lot of the stuff that I do these days, you know, because she really is like a help meet. Like, she she actually is in the process of, like, helping me with, like, my website and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, she helps me to stay organized, to plan correctly, schedule, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, and... She's the one who helped you with the LLC, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yep. She. So we did our LLCs together, but like she learned from somebody else and then like just taught me. Yeah, exactly. But we still did it at the same time. Exactly, yeah. You know, because she kind of wanted to wait to make sure we did it together and whatnot, which is cool. Right. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I always, I always say that, you know, behind every strong black woman, strong black man is a strong woman. Yeah. Strong black that. woman specifically. You need in my that. Opinion. You need that. Yeah. I mean, I got Michelle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Need I say more? You know what I'm saying? Will got Jada. You know what I'm saying? Jay got Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Just just the iconic ones. I Iron guess. Man got Pepper. You see what I'm saying? You know. You know. Damn, man. That's that's what's up. You do you do need that. You you need you need a strong. But I like that that you know that and like I said, going back to youth, man, you know that your younger cousins are looking up to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know that they pay attention to every move. You know what I'm saying? So that's important to to keep going and because I mean, kids, they shit, they might check you and be like, so you ain't doing photography? Where your camera at? Or da da da? And you mm-hmm. like, damn, yeah, I didn't even know you knew I did photography or that you even cared. So exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's huge. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep doing that, especially for the youth, especially for the youth, because they're next up. They're next up, and then everything that they learn and see. They'll be able to be like, you know what, damn, they'll be able to come back and thank you and give it back to the people up under them or the kids up under them because, like, you did that for them. So Exactly. And it's funny because, so my oldest, so I have about seven, eight nieces and nephews. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't talk shit. I got I got about the same amount. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a lot of nieces and nephews. And I got little cousins who I've watched grow up. Mm-hmm. Who are considered as nieces and nephews right, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like my first baby girl, my oldest niece. The one so that's fourteen. Yeah, yeah bro. I'm talking about man. I still to this day can't believe that she's as old as she is. Like yeah. she's in high school and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like the first one. Yeah. But the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, she is starting to do photography as well. Yeah. So it just shows like the generation or the foundation that Pops has set. 
right. in me and then like she sees it in not only pops but she sees it in me as well right and i told her i said this summer and everything whatever like when things really get popping with my business yeah. like i'm bringing you with me yeah like That's you can be you. an intern and everything that way you can get like the experience and mm-hmm. see if you really want to do this of course you can get paid doing it right. like i of course pay you for it and everything because yeah. like these are services that you're providing mm-hmm. not only to you know for the company that i'm trying to produce but also to these people mm-hmm. to these clients mm-hmm. and i want you to be able to like make your own money so that way you know as a woman that you really don't have to depend on a man for real mm-hmm. for real mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i mean that's a, that's a whole different kind that's a whole that, that is a whole different conversation that is a whole different conversation because i always uh, I'm, I'm gonna just say this just briefly <laughs> briefly i'm gonna say this because when you and you mentioned generational curse which mm-hmm. this is something that happens in the black fam- i mean the black family often i mean whatever it, there's a generational curse my generational curse for my family might not be the same for your family but right. you know what's been going on for generation after generation mm-hmm. whether it was a, a dad being absent right you know what i'm saying that's that's huge mm-hmm. a, a black father being absent or it's a alcoholic uh, family member, everybody, you know what I'm saying, going down the alcoholic path, or they do drugs. Those are our generational curses. You know what I'm saying? You or or let's say a promiscuous little girl. Yeah, that's huge. Like these are all things that are you know what I'm saying, generational curses, and it becomes a lifestyle. It's picked up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what you known as you grew up, and that's what they knew. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna say this about the the woman the black woman not needing anybody it, that's crazy because you, but i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a lot why this happens mm-hmm. it's a generational curse because nine times out of ten there's a independent and i'm using air quotes african-american woman who had to raise children by herself without the presence of a man correct so then this is what the little girl sees she grows up and sees that there was no 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 male figure present and she, they seen that a mother, um, I mean, women are strong. Oh, absolutely. Women are strong. And yes, uh, I'm, yes, a woman can. My, I was raised by my grandma. That's seven of us. My grandma raised us. So mm-hmm. I was raised, by, and she did it. Like, shit. I mean, a couple bumps here and there. And I mean, we ain't perfect, but shit. I mean, she did it. And it's like, when you think about it from you don't need anybody, it's like, a little girl grows up and sees her mom did it. and it's like well shit my mom did it and that that's instilled in her so now she's like well shit I don't need no man for nothing and and but you gotta think about it African American women they're so stubborn I'm not gonna say they don't wanna submit but ooh it's yeah. kinda hard to get them to submit and I'm not saying you can be submissive you just gotta know when to submit I'm not saying be an idiot or let me run over you cause I don't want no weak woman but you gotta learn when to submit when to, to yield and be quiet and just like a man we, shit it'd be times you can be arguing with your lady and you'd be like mm-hmm. not gonna win this okay she's a woman she's she's gonna keep you just you, you learn that nobody taught me that I used to be like okay I gotta be right I'm, I'm 28 but I used to be like man I gotta get my work but I'm like oh she not gonna shut up I gotta, <laughs> So you just let it go, let let yeah. it win. So I mean, yeah. So at that point, I mean, what I'm in, what I will instill in my nieces is not that you don't necessarily need. I'm not gonna say you don't need a, a man for anything. I'm gonna just keep it general and say I don't want you to need. I don't want you to need anybody for anything. I want you to be able to know that you can sustain a, a, a life doing everything by yourself. But 
to have a partnership with somebody or to to have a male figure is important. But absolutely, like I said, that's a whole different conversation. But you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> but that's a whole different conversation. Which I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have an open discussion, a panel of at least two men and, and two women to kind of just bounce ideas and go back and forth. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be nice. Oh yeah, I know that's gonna be ooh, it's gonna be some fire. It's gonna be some fire. Man. <laughs> I mean, we we we've been talking about like uh, you and religion, and um, you kind of briefly touched. I mean, you've been touching on a lot, but one of my questions was, um, how has like religion influenced your decision you've made in your career? Like, how has your religion, like how has religion played a part? And like I said, you've been touching on it, but I mean, that's huge. That's never ending. I don't think. Mm-hmm. That's just something because I know we talked before and you were telling me that um um what did you tell me about um starting your business and and God and it was a lot but let me see you talking about so I mean I don't know like a, a couple things coming to mind when I think about just religion in general mm-hmm. um I think the whole idea of religion itself is bullshit okay and. So like I believe in having a our actual relationship with God okay. instead of letting society and the world tell me, you know, how exactly I should be um living my life or, you know, being religious and all of that stuff and everything. Because mm-hmm. religion can turn into like traditional things that we actually should not even be following, I'm gonna right. be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. Like I remember when we was we used to work together and everything, we had a conversation about like you know, Christmas, Easter, and all of that stuff, yeah, and I, yeah, how I yeah. don't celebrate it. And I remember it like to this day. A couple of people still ask me, like, "Well, like, if if you're a Christian, and everything, yeah. and you, you know, you think Jesus Christ is the Son of God and all that stuff, why don't you believe in Christmas and Easter? Yeah. Like, those are the two main yeah. main uh, followings, I guess, or two main holidays for like Christianity. But it's like if you actually read the Word, you know, you'll realize that a lot of the stuff that we're celebrating. Mm-hmm. It's something that should not be celebrated, mm-hmm. truly. Like, it's something that's actually offending God mm-hmm. because it's actually the worshiping of other gods. If you actually look up the research on, like, Christmas and Easter, Easter specifically, mm-hmm. you know how we dumb it down and call it Resurrection Sunday and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, one of the things that I always, that I had to learn that my pastor helped me to understand was how, you know, there's Good Friday and then there's Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, they always say that, you know, when Jesus died, you know, he was buried. He was in the ground for three days and three nights, mm-hmm. and he rose one Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Now, if we look at today's society and, like, calendar speak, from Friday to Sunday, you cannot get three days and three nights. Yeah. It is mathematically impossible. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, like, the first myth right there, first myth busted, you know. And then the whole idea of, like, Easter, like, Actually, Easter is like Ishtar and everything, whatever. So it's like the worshiping of a fertility God. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of God's first commandments is thou shalt have no other gods before me. I'm a jealous God, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that society has like dumbed down and everything. And to be honest, like that would kind of like crept that in mm-hmm. subliminally to make us believe. And then like the tradition of like our elders and our ancestors have passed that on to us. That's like a generational curse yeah. that we had to break free from. And everything like, you know, but more importantly, all of that is like, I can go on and on about that. Oh, yeah, just, 
just off the aspect of like understanding who God really is mm-hmm. to me and how how he's viewed in the world. Like even in the Bible, there's also talk about two Jesuses. A lot of people don't know this. So there's the Jesus of Rome, the mm-hmm. one that everybody celebrates, blue hair, I mean, uh, blue eye, blonde hair, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who technically is like from Rome and everything. And then you have the one that's actually in Revelations, Jesus of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Eyes like fiery brass, hair like sheep's wool, skin of bronze and everything. And, you know, they dumbed it down because from my understanding, like let's say in Hollywood, mm-hmm. per se, the epitome of like beauty has always been blind hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. white. Let's just keep it real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not to dumb down. That's not to say I'm anti anything. I'm right. just pro black. I'm pro my culture. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we had to be um, influenced on. Well, this is something that we had to be educated on. Mm-hmm. You know, again, in this word, it says that where there is no vision, the people perish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you can't see the vision clearly, how can we ever make it to the promised land like yeah. Martin Luther King said? Yeah. Tying it back into Black History Month. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't even think, like, yeah, he was a civil rights leader, but he also was a prophet. You know, for him to just say, like, I may not be able to get there with you, but we as a people will reach the promised land. Mm-hmm. Like, the promised land is mentioned in the Bible as well, you know, in the Old Testament regarding Moses. Mm-hmm. It's like when you think about it, Martin Luther King was our Moses. Yeah. You know, it's, it's deep, bro. It's yeah. deep. But, like, at the end of the day, man, like, God is like my relationship with God is is so pure and it's so deep for me. Mm-hmm. I understand that you know He saved my life and He saved me for a reason. Okay, my reason, you know, what I'm saying I believe that my purpose is to not only like witness and testify to like His works and His miracles and everything, but at the same time, to be able to gravitate people towards Him and get Him get people to know who He really is. Yeah. yeah telling you man yeah that's deep you do you so you've been doing photography and um what's your favorite like kind of what's your favorite kind of shoot like do you do a lot of uh like a lot of landscape do you do real estate do you do oh nudes oh i I like i like (laughs) i like a good lingerie or nude shoot i mean well not body paint have you done like a body paint or nude shoot uh so i've attempted to do a body paint shoot before they they got hard in the middle of the shoot nah nah fuck you you Childish. <laughs> you petty as hell. But like I mean, I'm 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 for like nude and lingerie and all that uh-huh. stuff. They I think they consider like boudoir yeah, yeah, type yeah, of imagery. Yeah, yeah. My whole thing is, um and this is not to down any of the photographers that's out here like right now, you mm-hmm. know, shout out to any photographer that's really out here making it happen. Mm-hmm. Like cause I it's some really dope photographers out here where mm-hmm. I look at their pictures and be like, damn, like I ain't doing shit. You know, sometimes I really be thinking that and everything, but I'm in my own lane. Yeah. So I can't like be jealous and envious of that and everything. They've developed their craft. They grew and all of that. But when it comes to like just exposing women, you know what I'm saying? Just for like, just being naked and everything. Like women have so much more than just their assets, bro. But some women like that. See, for me, okay. If I'm in prison, if I'm a man in prison and my mm-hmm. lady wants to send me a, a, a calendar with some nudes, first of all, I'm in prison, whatever. Facts. But, you know what I'm saying? But my thing is this. It takes women or sometimes take people to see themselves in front of a camera to see themselves as beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So because, but you gotta think about it. Like just like makeup, or or extensions, or anything that's not natural. When you add these things, it, it enhances your beauty. Right. And so a lot of people, when they see themselves in front of these cameras, they get their picture. Like, oh my God, I'm beautiful. I look good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like it took a camera for you, or a picture to, to for you to know that. Right. You didn't know or feel that before, and some people don't. Mm-hmm. They gotta see themselves like they, that. That sex sale shit in America is real. So when they they take these pictures, they're like, oh yeah, like I know I'm gonna get a bunch of likes and I know I'm gonna get praise for this da 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 mm-hmm. what I want to see I want to see a bitch taking pictures with some stretch marks and some kids hanging off her hip yeah. it's so natural you know what I'm saying show me a, 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 a African-American mom or, or a mom in general that's the struggle from her raising three or four kids by herself. Let me capture those moments because that's more sexy to me than just seeing anybody get up there and, and, and throwing some lingerie and get in front of a camera like that ain't sex to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, because like I said, again, with the photographers these days, man, like. A woman can be fully clothed and still be beautiful as hell. Listen, m- Muslims, Muslim, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see the Muslim woman, and I'd be like, I can't see shit but her eyes. But I'd be like, damn, she fine. Hey, I can't, eyes are the ones to the soul, bro. bro. I can't see shit but them green. I, mm-hmm. I just be looking like, damn, she, and you can't see nobody. She's fully covered, and I'd be like, she's beautiful. And they go out here, and that's why I'd be like, it's, it's bullshit. A lot of these women are like underdressing and, and, and showing up their body and da 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 or always taking pictures and they bathe in suits or in mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's like that's for your man's eyes. These women right. these women are married and they, they, they respect their men the way they're brought up that they 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 still are beautiful and they know that oh this is only for my man. They keep they keep their hijab on so they're not showing, you know what I'm saying, all that. And it's like that's for their men. Like you should not just be out here revealing that. Like so, when people are doing these shoots, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not knocking. It. I mean, shit. If that's the profession you in, if you want to do lingerie shoots, there's nothing wrong with it. You making money off of. it. But if you ain't making a dime off of it, first of all, keep your fucking clothes on. If you making money off of it, I mean, shit, baby, good. Fair game. Get your money. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I say, like, when it comes to the lingerie shoots, for me. Like, I know when I started doing them, because I probably will, like, start doing them and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I more or less wanted to be tasteful. Okay. So I wanted to be, like, a tease. Okay, there Like, you, go. you have no idea. Like, you can't see exactly what you're trying to see. But you, but you get an you get yeah, an image yeah. in your head and just be like, damn. See? And that's the thing, because as men, especially men are more, men are more or visual. So, shit, a lot right. of times, a lot of times, shit, we can, like I said, I can see one woman, I just, like I said, see just eyes, and I'm like, oh, I know she fine. I mm-hmm. can just, I, ooh, I can just tell. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, it... It does damn near dumb down like sexual harassment when you be like, damn, he he, he undressed me with his eyes. But it's like, shit, bitch, I got this imagination. I I think you might be fine. But you know what I'm saying? But that's 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 what we like. You know what I'm saying? We like that 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 mystery, that suspicion. Like, damn, what she got? Like, you know what I'm saying? And and that's that's a that's that challenge that men like to chase people, and we like to work hard for shit. And women don't know that we love the little the little chase cat and mouse shit. Yeah. Bitch, run, run, bitch, run. <laughs> for real. So you know for what I'm saying? Um, I think that's huge. Like moving. You know what I'm saying? With your your work, like I've seen you do shoots, but I'm like, I ain't never seen no real, you know what I'm saying, no lingerie. But it's like, if that's not that's not you and that's not what you're trying to do and portray, mm-hmm. then I mean, I mean, every now and then, shit, if somebody come with cash in hand, be like, look, hey, I got to do this. I mean, obviously, you ain't going to turn down no money, yeah. but. I mean, I understand that all, all money ain't good money, but right. at this, like you said, at the same time, if you're, 
if it's with a good intent, you know what I'm saying, we can make it happen. But yeah. that's why I say, like, when it comes to the lingerie, you know, I don't I don't ever want the women around me to feel exposed, especially my clients and right, everything. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes they really have, like, a confidence issue when it comes to their body or whatnot. Yeah. And to be honest, it's up to the photographer to make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. enough to be able to express who they really are. Mm-hmm. Like, whether they got stretch marks or no stretch marks, whether they, whether they, uh, they titties hang yeah. low, 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 or yeah. they super perky. You know what I'm saying? Whether they got acne or not. Right. Seriously. Like, yeah. just really embracing their imperfections, their flaws, yeah. and just understanding, like, like, at the end of the day, I'm beautiful. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's why when it comes to the lingerie, like, it'll be so tasteful. Like, let's say, for instance, I do, like, a black and white, like, photo and everything mm-hmm. where, or it can be, like, a silhouette. Okay. Where, like, so I have this idea where, there's like a, a like a curtain mm-hmm. and everything, and the woman is like completely nude, mm-hmm. but all you can see is her shadow or her silhouette. Ooh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, something yeah. like that. Like you're not actually seeing her body. But why does she have to be negative? You ain't seeing it. I guess that's what I said. Her. That's 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 the beauty of it. Like the image oh, okay. the, that you you know what I'm saying that you have in your mind. Everything is like dang, like she naked behind that. Why okay. don't they just like pull the curtain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where that picture at? You know what I'm saying? Like okay. it, and then from there. That's when it gets the attention of other people. Like, yeah. ooh, that's tasteful. Like in women's eyes and in men's eyes, right? Yeah, you know, you'd be like, okay, I see what he's doing. Yeah, I want to be involved. Yeah, you know, like it's really just like targeting your audience, man. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes photography photographers make the picture, and then sometimes the model makes the pictures. Like I've mm-hmm. seen, like I'm like, I mean, shit, you could have stood in front of anybody taking that picture and you would it would have been great because some people are real photogenic and they're, they're real life models. They know how to hold their head, their mouth, their eye. They literally like the body position, they know how to do all that. And then sometimes the photographer sets it up. The lighting plays a huge role. And I mean, you like, damn, this is a damn good photo. Right. You know what I'm saying so. I mean, that's 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 really huge. I always I, like my last couple of interviews, I've done people that are like creatives that also do photography. And I'm like, you always have to take yourself because as a creative and a photographer, you're behind the camera. You 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 see through this lens. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes you got to get on the opposite side to really get that that strong picture and that strong vision of what you want to create. Because it's like you spend a lot of time behind it. Get, get out in front of it and see how it is or shit. Have somebody use your camera to shoot and then be like, okay, cool. Because all you got, I mean, if you put the lighting and everything set up, somebody, all I got to do is click that button. But you can see and you can be talking to the model while she's doing X, Y, and Z, but you're more involved. So, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's huge as well. Oh, yeah. Um, you got any, like, favorite photographers or, like, any photographers that you look up to, like, in the city or, like, that you kind of follow their work? Because, I mean, I can probably name, like, three or four that's, like, known. Um, in the city specifically, is is one in particular that sticks out to me. Um so he has a studio, CJ Hart Studios and everything. I ain't never heard of him. Bro, his pictures are, I'm not even going to lie to you, like from one photographer to another, his pictures are amazing. And what is, what's his name? So I think like on Instagram is like CJ Hart Studios and everything. Okay. And okay. like his photos, like I've seen some of the people that he's worked with, mm-hmm. like I like either went to school with and everything, okay. like graduated like yeah. from Wayne State with and everything. And they're like brand ambassadors and stuff. But okay. just, just the amount of detail yeah. and the proper framing that he has in his photos yeah. is just like amazing. You've ever like reached out to him and asked him for advice or you just kind of sit in the shadows and just study his work? For now, just sit in the shadows and just study his because work. Because a lot of people, and I, I like I said, I spoke to like, I did another photographer in one of my other interviews and it was like, 
and this this goes past photography. A lot of people are scared to ask somebody straight up, what are you doing? How did you do that? A lot of times we're prideful and we try to figure that shit out ourselves. And mm-hmm. we, we get more gratification than that because it's like someone helped you and nobody wants to be helped for it. They want to be helped, but they don't want to ask for it. So yeah. you get more gratification if, uh, were you scared of shit at somebody? Oh, no. No. Somebody helping you? <laughs> um, if you, um, you get more gratification if you, um, do it yourself and it's like boom i figured it out myself i did this like but it's like sometimes you just got to reach out and be like hey look man i'm a photographer i'm aspiring to be what you are i want to do this. how did you do this how you do it? and people sometimes respect it and want to help and then some people are like oh figure it out motherfucker so mm-hmm. i mean and and i think that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people don't like to reach out yeah. because once some photographers are just uh media influencers in general once they get to a certain point yep. it's like they they think that they're untouchable mm-hmm. and that they can't give you any type of advice or anything like it's one person if if i ever like flew down to like atlanta and everything mm-hmm. it's this guy on instagram his name is well his instagram name is shot by said mm-hmm. and i think i've seen him before man listen his photos i look at like i i look at some of his photos and i just be like damn like whatever camera you using or whatever Features or like mm-hmm. editing programs that you're it using. It just can't everything. be him though. It just can't be. He just can't. It can be. That's the beauty of it. Oh, like yeah. sometimes I just be thinking, like, all right, is it just the camera itself? Yeah. Is it the way that he captured it? Is, is it, it the editing? Software, like yeah. sometimes you don't know it's because, and you can just. I think one of the reasons why I really like his work is because you can tell that there's passion in it. Okay. You know, you can tell the difference between somebody who just takes pictures from an iPhone mm-hmm. versus somebody who actually takes pictures from a camera. Mm-hmm. Being a photographer, you realize that because you see the amount of passion, the mm-hmm. amount of detail yeah. and everything. Because, like, when you're taking photos, you have to be detail-oriented. Like, you have to know what exactly is in your shot, mm-hmm. what's taken away from it. Like, if we did it, so the space that we're in right now, mm-hmm. if I took a picture of you, and I blurred you, if I blurred the whole background I just had you in the subject, mm-hmm. that means I know what I'm focused on. Yeah. But if I had all of this in here, everybody's mind is like, oh, there's the board, yeah. there's the couch, yeah. there's the table, yeah. there's the, you know, the chairs. Yeah. So it's all about detail, man, when you're doing photography work. And that's that can differentiate, well, that's what separates you from mm-hmm. being, like, good to great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, a lot of knowledge, man, dropped by Austin. Man, it's I definitely appreciate you coming out, man. I yes, sir. it's it's huge. Like a lot of people are going into like photography and like you said, that's one thing. Like when people you can tell, like you can see the passion, you can see, you know what I'm saying, the purpose behind some people's photography. You can see the growth. Um you know, it's it but you mentioned the iPhone, but I haven't seen some pictures. I'm like, what did you use to shoot that? And they're like, my iPhone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? But, you know what I'm saying, that that's huge. I definitely appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, taking your time to share some knowledge about, uh, you know, AGM Productions and uh, your vision for it and, and where it's going and what you're trying to do out here. You know what I'm saying? I definitely appreciate it. And uh, like I said, and I say this in a lot of my shows, a lot of people think knowledge under the influence that it's like, uh, well, you know what I'm saying, y'all going to be sitting there, oh, knowledge under the influence, oh, I get it, oh, you drinking it. No, but, it, you know what I'm saying, when you hear stuff, you're like, okay, who influenced you to this? Who influenced you to that? Oh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Who, what are you trying to do? How are you going to influence the youth? And you've already, like, that's usually one of my questions. Like, how do you plan on influencing the youth? And you already just, you know what I'm saying, spoke about your your niece and how you, you, you're you doing that. So, I mean, that's huge. So, I definitely, you know what I'm saying, appreciate you 
Um, take your time to come out and uh, tell us your story. Where can yes, uh, where can people find you on uh, Instagram? All right, so on Instagram, uh, it, two underscores Mister Dot Morgan. So literally two underscores Mister Dot Morgan. Uh, that's for the personal page, and then for my actual business page, mm-hmm. you can go on AGM Dot Productions, mm-hmm. and then also. Uh, wanted to shout out my other two uh, calls for like for my own pop, my own podcast that I have going mm-hmm. on. It's called Levels Underscore Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys tune in. Uh, you have Keith and Deja, two great people to mm-hmm. work with and everything. Uh, we took a little break for now because we got a little bit of technical difficulties going mm-hmm. on, and uh, we're gonna be back soon. But I definitely wanted to shout them out as well because yeah. you know these are two people who are also trying to do big things out mm-hmm. here. Um, and to be honest, as millennials, man, we're just trying to make it happen. Yeah. We're trying to break these generational curses, yeah, trying yeah. to just, you know, become billionaires, millionaires and yeah. stuff, and really just embrace our black culture, man. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Just yeah. if everybody else can do it, why can't we? Exactly, man. So like I said, shout out to Austin. Before we go, um, just want to do like a little pop quiz. Yeah. Austin, do you know who... Was given credit for inventing peanut butter. George Washington Carver. Hot cone. Mm, my no, I'm sorry, Madam C.J. Walker. Mm. Who said that? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Sick Ooh. and tired of being sick and tired. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sheesh! You might have got me with that one. I don't even know. Fanny Lou Hammer. Fanny Lou Hammer. I'm Fanny Lou Hammer. Yeah, I gotta yeah. add that to the research. Yeah. So I've been. I mean, I've been. Like I said, I usually like to. I mean, I don't know a lot, but what about uh, the people who founded uh, the Black Panthers? Ooh. Ah. Uh, two of them. Huey P. Newton. They go one. Damn. The second they go, it ain't gonna be easy. A lot of people. It's funny because like a lot of people used to tell me it was like a Fini Shakur and everything, whatever. Like yeah. she was a part she of it. She was everything. a part of it, yeah. Yeah, but P. Um, Newton. Mm, damn. Bobby Seal. Bobby Seal. Bobby Seal. God damn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know who was the the person that refused to give up their seat. Oh yeah, Rosa Parks, and the oh, person yeah. who led people through the Underground Railroad. Oh yeah, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, all them good people. I have a dream speech. Martin Luther King. Uh, airplanes, first people giving uh, credit for it, black people giving credit for. It. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure. Ooh. That's a good one. Maybe the Wright brothers. I don't know if they black or white. <laughs> but no, nah, man, this is uh this is knowledge under influence, man. Um, thanks for tuning in once again, man. I'm your host. Martez. Find me on Instagram at uh, Martez underscore for show. That's F-A-S-H-O. Man, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, I mean, SoundCloud. And man, just just support, man. Support doesn't have to be, you know what I'm saying, you always listening to something or, or paying money or something to a, a business owner. A, a simple a like and a share. Sharing is huge. So, you know what I'm saying? If you like the episode and you dig the episode, it's always a message in every episode that somebody could use. So a simple share of the episode on your page, um, repost it. I mean, just to kind of spread this knowledge and, and, and help influence somebody to to get out there and follow their dreams and follow their passion. Um, but thanks for listening, uh, man. We'll be back soon.